Hi there. Welcome to season two of Zara Wendy the podcast. I'm an energy healer, mentor, and coach. Some of the tools I use in my sessions include energy healing, plant medicine, shamanic practices, tarot, yoga, and meditation. I'm a proponent of self-healing, self-love, and creating heaven on earth. In this season, we will be discussing more of the topics related to my own work with experts and seekers alike. In the final episode of season two, I had the pleasure of speaking to Richard Rudd, the author and creator of the Gene Keys and a modern day mystic. When I stumbled upon the Gene Keys about a year ago, I would have never imagined that I would be interviewing Richard for my podcast. I didn't even have a podcast back then. In this conversation, we talk about the six wounds of humanity, about the practice of contemplation, about suffering and death. All right, so we're live today with Richard Rudd, who's the author, creator of the Gene Keys. Richard, thank you so much for being with me today, being with us. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. It's great to be here. Nice to meet you. Oh, so, so nice to meet you. I mean, I feel like I know you because we were uh, on the this six-month journey together. And it was, even if there were 2,000 plus of of us it felt so intimate it always felt like a small small circle i had a talk with mark bentley on one of the podcast episodes where he really kind of introduced the gene keys uh to my community and my audience uh, and so for this episode which is the last of the season two i wanted to focus a little bit on the healing of the six wounds of humanity that i felt was so so powerful not that the rest wasn't powerful but it just stood out for me because of what I was going through, what came up as a result of the six months of the Venus sequence together. I'm just wondering like about suffering a lot, you know, um, I feel like it's so important to, to look at these wounds because I, I, I work with, uh, I do shadow work with, with my clients as well. My first question would be like, can people work with this template um, without being familiar with the gene keys? Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay, I'd even yeah. advise people to look at the six wounds and without even going to Gene Keys and getting a profile, just intuit which are the ones that, which maybe one or two uh, that really have impacted you in your life. Um, mm. you know, uh, so it's, it, it, it's something you can access intuitively as well. Um, yeah. And, and it's something that you can go to the Gene Keys and look up your profile and, and download and do that kind of journey. But yeah. um, there's a power to using it intuitively as well. Oh, wow. We have, okay. all, of those, we have all of those wounds yeah. in different ways. I mean, I, I can tell you a story from my life, a very single one of them. Exactly, you know, yeah. Same for so most of us. Before we go uh, deeper into, into this topic, uh, would you agree to do an invocation of solace to just open the space? <laughs> uh, very happy to. Thank you. Yeah. Guide and us. if you can see me, there's some little mudra shapes that go with this. But if you can't, don't worry about it. And you can always go on to my YouTube channel, Gene Keys. Exactly. Put in solace, S-O-L-A-C-E. And you'll find the video where I describe this, these movements and this yeah. little prayers. It's really... I'll put that in the notes. So, thanks. So... Just take a breath, bring your hands into the prayer position. And you can say the words after me. 
May love pour through our soul. May love pour through our soul. Weaving us together as one. Weaving us together as one. May light flower in our heart. May light flower in our heart. Lending us the grace to transform all fear. Lending us the grace to transform all fear. May warmth radiate our belly. May warmth radiate our belly. Bringing prosperity to all. Bringing prosperity to all. May purity shimmer in our bones. May purity shimmer in our bones. Filling us with the light of the stars. Filling us with the light of the stars. May kindness resound in our voice. May kindness resound in our voice. Softening the way that lies ahead. Softening the way that lies ahead. May clarity shine through our mind. May clarity shine through our mind. As we lie in the arms of the infinite. As we lie in the arms of the infinite. May solace abound in our lives. May solace abound in our lives. Touching all who we meet. Touching all who we meet. May solace abound in the world. May solace abound in the world. Bringing all beings into perfect union. Bringing all beings into perfect union. Let me do that two more times. May solace abound in the world. Bringing all beings into perfect union. May solace abound in the world, bringing all beings into perfect union. Amen. Thank you. Beautiful uh, invocation. Invocation yeah. of holy solace. Yeah, she's a beautiful way to start any conversation, <laughs> probably. Or day. Or day, yeah. I start my day with that. So you were saying that you would have um, all of us contain all of the lines, right? That's what you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if, if somebody is completely new to um, this chart and to the system, how do they get started? Like they resonate, they say, like, oh, I recognize these lines. So yeah. how do they, how would you suggest they get started? Um, well, there's various ways, um, you, you know, so I would advise you to go to jinkies.com and then I would, there's maybe a couple of choices. It depends if you're, if you would like some guidance from me, I would say a nice thing to do is either to do the art of contemplation course, mm. um, which is a very sweet little course $35 and it's very profound and very easy and it doesn't have any jargon and it helps you understand that the central technique of, of these teachings and in itself it's very life transforming so it within a day of understanding it and doing and practicing it you will begin to feel a difference the very day you begin so it's it's that's one way another way which is a way that many people begin is you could go and download, get your free, free profile from the free profile button 
and and you will then be have this um, mysterious um, profile that that has lots of words about you and spheres and lines and things mm -hmm. and it's it's a whole journey. It's a huge journey to understand and explore it, um, and it's divided into different um, kind of um, phases. And that, so there's a quite a lot of introductory material that's free that you can begin to understand your profile and, and, and contemplate it. And then um, the way to begin is after you've absorbed that intro material and looked at your profile is you might like to um, do part one of the um, golden path program. It's all very clear on the website. So you can, yeah. you could do that. That's our most popular course and it starts a journey that you can take into the gene keys and into your profile to decipher it and but it is really a journey and and you might want to buy the gene keys book itself at the same time which you can buy um also as a um as a kindle um right. so that you have all this like gear for your journey but be prepared for a long journey <clears throat> because it's a journey of transformation as you know wendy and um it um it will take you many months and probably years of deep transformational process um so that's why i say at the beginning if you do the out of contemplation it's it's like that's like toes in the water you know mm -hmm. and and then diving deeper is when you start the actual course and the pro the, you know the program it's uh, the, the the golden path program because then you need to book the profile and then it begins to be a whole contemplative journey um that you can uh, explore yeah. for yourself but then you have the magic of um, a journey that is revealing wisdom from inside you um, as you walk it. And it's also communicating with you and your actual life. So it's actually affecting your actual everyday life, whatever you're dealing with. So, yeah, as you, as you'll know. <laughs> yeah. I love the, I love how it's constructed in a way that you have these different tools and options, and then you create your own, Kind of your own setup and then that's when you go and use the world as an mm -hmm. your experiment field that's Absolutely. kind of how i feel it is yeah. and which um, is why the art of contemplation is so key mm -hmm. because if and it's so simple to under to kind of begin um because the moment you you kind of have that tool mm -hmm. and you begin experimenting with it then it doesn't really matter which other tool you choose mm -hmm. So, um, Richard, contemplation, is it similar to witnessing? Um, it's, uh, it's a little bit similar. It's more playful. Um, it's more um, proactive. It's more adaptable. Um, it's, uh, but yes, essentially what you're doing is that the first step of contemplation is to create pauses in your life. Right. And I say create to actually even spot pauses in your life and sometimes i even say harvest pauses in your life because it's like these fruits are dropping all the time every day in front of us but we don't pick them up and they're the natural pauses in our lives and but we don't harvest them because we're, we're programmed to keep running on and running on and running on so we don't stop and breathe and we don't you know rest between activities um, and we very rarely rest um, within activities, you know, so and that's the most powerful, actually, if you can exactly. stop in the very middle of something you're doing, yeah. you know, 
it's incredibly powerful so mm. I, so in the you know and i have this tiny little book i wrote called the art of contemplation on amazon it's not even 100 pages but it's a jewel of book and um, because it just gives you the central technique and it describes this is what happens when you create pauses for yourself magic happens because exactly. breath opens up in your day and exactly. with breath comes insight and with insight comes breakthrough and with breakthrough comes this sense of you know um harmony yeah. that previously wasn't uh, it wasn't something you realized it mm -hmm. wasn't something that you accessed um because you you weren't noticing it mm -hmm. so it's the backdrop this is so you're right it is about witnessing mm -hmm. but it's a more playful way of going about it so in the book for instance i give ideas of here's some ways you might like to mm. increase yeah. contemplation in your life and contemplation is not just thinking um it's about creating the space and part of that might be thinking um but you once you create the space that's when the magic jumps in mm -hmm. and something occurs um yeah so an example just give you an example um you know i use words like meandering Mm. you know and mm -hmm. sauntering great words in english there's you know for like poetic ways of uh, moving through life mm -hmm. and most of us don't give ourselves time to meander or saunter because a meander it, re it requires a curving route like a river yeah. whereas we tend to go from one thing straight in a straight line from one thing to the next if you meander you see more you experience more mm -hmm. you have a nicer time it's like you if you went for a walk with your dog or your friend um and you were talking and just chatting and you were relaxed mm -hmm. you would meander mm -hmm. you might stop in a market you might kind of stop by the river and chat you might kind of not realize even how you got to your location because you were having such a nice time so even if you're on your own i kind of recommend like if you're going somewhere for example give yourself an extra five minutes, 10 minutes, however much you can, and go, go a meandering route. And that's uh -huh. both literal, but also symbolic. Don't be in a hurry to get to your, to your location. Um, and you will find that when you do get there, you're more relaxed. You have possibly even had an insight that could increase the efficiency of the meeting or maybe you stopped off at a shop or maybe you had a, a, a you know a fortunate encounter because you created that pause in your life that space so a pause isn't just doing nothing a pause is is a lengthening of of time itself mm -hmm. so you're you know one way i say sometimes it's, it's a bit like pumping more time into mm -hmm. your life <laughs> and of course you don't but then you but yeah. that's the experience you have a longer day, but it's a, yeah. you know, in, in, but it's not a kind of exhaust. It's not as exhausting. It's a strange thing. You and you can apply it to your business and your business will start to thrive. How do you <laughs> meander in your business? You stop, to, <laughs> you stop to smell the roses. You stop to listen to people. You make sure that the people working in your business, if there's more than just you, are also pausing. Okay. Um, and you you give time for relating, mm -hmm. and then what happens is is it's like a machine, you know, with a business is like a machine with all these moving parts. 
And if you are con if you're always oiling the parts, it's it runs smoothly. But you you can't like there's no plan that you can go. Well, I'm going to do this part and this part. That you just have to kind of flow with each communication, each phase, each task. But if you enter it in that relaxed spirit, you know, then the business, everything in it starts to flow more smoothly. You engage synchronicity. You engage timing, correct timing, harmonic timing which is there at the back underneath um, instead of stress timing, mm -hmm. you know, goal oriented. It's good to have goals, mm -hmm. but then you have to kind of, you know, you might say, well, I'm going to get from there to there. And if I take the straight line, then I'll get there more efficiently, but it's not true. Most mm -hmm. of the times it's actually a meandering path actually gets you there more efficiently and it gets you more business a long way. Cause maybe you stopped and met five people along the way, you know, that's a, that's a metaphor. Um, and they and they then became, you know, salespeople for you. So you can you can never factor in for life, you know. Mm -hmm. you, so it it requires a bit of faith and it requires some yeah. experimenting in the beginning. Um, and trust trust that you'll trust. reach your destination eventually. Yeah, and and in fact, quicker in the long run, quicker. Yeah. Which is so anti, uh, it, it, it does, it kind of defies logic, right? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Like uh, common knowledge. Yeah. So um, I, I also hear you refer to the gene keys as having more of like a, a feminine energy to it. Uh, for example, as opposed to human design, which did you say that once like that human design is more like a masculine yang energy and then And then, you know, I feel like there's a lot of femininity in the, in the meandering, in the pausing, in the receiving, yeah. Yeah. in the contemplation. I mean, you could look at it like that. Um, mm. And that doesn't mean that the masculine is, is bad at all. No. either. Yeah. Um, it just they means compliment. that they, com they can complement each other. Um, and uh, yeah, whatever, what, you know, if you have too much of one, maybe yeah, you need yeah. a bit of the other, you know. Yeah. So um, you were able to distinguish the witnessing and the contemplation. What about contemplation versus uh, meditation? Yeah, well, contemplation can include meditation. It is a, um, it's a broad word. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's a word that can include many practices. Yeah. So within your contemplative practice or your contemplative life, you can have a meditation okay. practice if that's your thing if you like meditation and then the meditation means many things to many people you know there's guided med there's yeah. visualization there's all the buddhist te time techniques and and all kinds of ways of meditating mm -hmm. so you have to find the thing that works for you exactly but contemplation doesn't require meditation in itself mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is an inward looking process so there's no You know, if you meditate, there's no guarantee from that that you're going to find inner peace. If it's right for you, you you probably will. But if it's not your thing, you could be trying to force a square peg into a round hole. And many people, I think, do that. They kind of tense in right. a practice, um, and contemplation might suit them better um, yeah. because it's more uh, yielding. As I said, it's more creative. It's a little bit more play playful. More so relaxed. Yeah, yeah. And every bit as powerful, but but you have to do it every day. And and it can include also things like prayer, like we did that little okay. prayer. Prayer is incredibly powerful. Prayer is a form of meditation in a way. Yeah. Um 
but you're, you're you know so it can include many different things mm -hmm. yoga movement breathing you know um just about anything I feel like contemplation, like you mentioned, is maybe more accessible to people who struggle with meditation. I have a lot of people who say, oh, I cannot meditate. I have too many mm. thoughts. And so I feel like that also comes from a misunderstanding of meditation. But at the same time, yeah, maybe true. they're more suited to contemplation. Like, um, Yeah. Well, as you see, there's two, you know, in my little book, I talk about there's two main ways of contemplating. Right? So you either contemplate a challenge or a problem in your mm -hmm. life right mm -hmm. now so if you think of the biggest problem or difficulty you have in your life right now yeah. um and like do you want to share what yours is <laughs> or you don't have to or a problem um uh, actually i'm in a pretty good <laughs> okay so you're perfect no, okay. all right no challenge no challenge is uh is is organizing let's say my my business my work okay yeah. perfect so that's that's an example like so something you could open to contemplate right because yeah. that's that requires a lot of moving parts a lot of yeah. complexity of managing organizing with your mind and um things so opening a contemplative space to just look at your business feel your business as a whole feel your mind's relationship to your business your feelings you know you just create that space and then you begin to kind of look at well how's it working where did we begin where have we come to you know which which rhythm is the business at because many people don't kind of tune into that because they're just rushing reacting from one to the next and actually all businesses move through rhythms and cycles like everything in life so if you begin to create the space where you can just view your business and you can think about it you know so but you're you're thinking about it you're looking at it but you're free range thinking, you know, you're not, there's no goal in your thinking. Do you Is know it what similar I mean? to a uh, brainstorming? No, because you're well, kind of a little bit. Yes. Um, but you're not, there's no goal like brainstorming. There's like, I'm trying you to come get up something. something this, yeah. you're just like open blue sky and you're just seeing, well, where does my mind go? And, it, and, and by the way, really good, one of the really great ways of entering the space of contemplation is to do something with your hands, you know, or to do, yeah. so you, you might, you know, there's a, there's, you know, you could be doing the washing up or you could be doing a craft or something that's um, analog with the hands, you know, something. So why, actually, why the hand? Can you explain that? The hand um, there's intelligence in our hands, incredible intelligence. And um, so if you're doing, it's like the Zen master sweeping, you know, if you're doing a task, that's a little bit repetitive that that is engaging in your body then your mind is a completely different it, it operates at a different um frequency brainwave frequency so you're unlocking things because if you're just sitting there there's this the attention can build up um so for many people it's like you're going for a walk is a good way you know because when you walk you're moving and then the mind is free and it's ranging and it's responding to the nature or things or sounds and things. And then by the time you've come back from your walk, usually mm -hmm. something's shifted. So the exactly. same with a task, you know, or, or something that you're doing. So contemplation oh. can be very dynamic as well and let your mind free range. And by the time you come back without having had a specific goal, 
I mean, you could have a little one, a light one. Maybe it's like, I'd like to understand yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's the next kind of, exactly. what stage my business is at and how yeah. can I respond to the next, you know, what's the best thing I can do yeah, to next create step. the next exactly. level? Yeah. Um, those kind of questions. And it might, yeah. it's, it's bound to take a few days usually, um, or, you know, it's going to take as long as it takes, but you have to give it the space and the time so that the mind kind of naturally harmonizes in with you know because it's not just your your minds it's not your logical mind that's figuring it out it's your unconscious mind you know and then you start to make bridges and connections and that's when insights drop in you know and when an insight comes you you know what it feels like when you have an insight it's like a you know the light bulbs in the cartoons bing and you when you get one of those you're like wow this contemplation stuff really works (laughs) You know, and then another insight comes and then those two insights connect. And you begin to realize that you're accessing the brain's inner circuitry um, and you're kind of beginning to rewire uh, at a more holistic synthesizing level. And you're beginning to understand not because the the logical mind looks at all the details, but the the right brain of the mind looks at the whole and then and then is looking for cross connections. So mm-hmm. contemplation opens up the potential for all these different hemispheres or the, the different hemispheres of the brain to connect up. Okay. Um, and then we have, you know, that's where things begin to make sense. And that's ultimately when clarity comes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's one of that's the first step of contemplation, clarity, mm-hmm. you know, because clarity leads to wisdom and wisdom is is inside us. But you don't not everyone accesses wisdom you know it's different from knowledge knowledge you can put in wisdom is already in but it it requires the right environment to emerge and it requires a more yielding environment a more playful relaxed environment and then it comes out so contemplation is ultimately about accessing your own inner wisdom you know it's a, it's an it, all i can say is it works <laughs> and it's and it's the simplest know, thing I and, love and it. I love it. humans have done it for for eons um and so many people are, are missing out on it um because yeah. it's a wisdom is a wisdom has love and riding underneath it pervading it so it it is a synthesizing force so when you act when you make a wise decision it's not just good for you it's good for everything and everyone and the whole planet, because it comes from that core place of deep kind of knowing inside us. Mm-hmm. So it's and and so when we can make that in a connection, we don't need any teachings. We don't need the gene keys. We don't need anything because <laughs> we, 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 we've got this core wisdom inside. So all the teachings that I deliver are all kind of in some level, the gene keys included, kind of tricks to get us doing that, you know. I think it works. <laughs> it works well. Anyway, that was one example, but and I didn't even say the second type because um, I meandered off. But <laughs> I might as well just complete. You're an expert second. meanderer. <laughs> well, hopefully, it's of use. The second um, type of using contemplation is to focus on something that inspires you. Yeah. No, no, so not a problem, but something or someone. Um, so if you can oh, think of that. someone. it could be an animal a child Mm -hmm. a spiritual teacher um, a mythic figure it could be something a place even that 
really inspires you and then you focus on that or it can be something more abstract like the sun um yeah. you know or the wind you're windy you know yeah. it can be like something that really just some poetic kind of yeah. works for you or someone you love yeah, yeah, um yeah. and then you just wrap your contemplation around that and you and you know so you go about your day um and then you forget about it because you're doing things but then it comes back again and then you forget about it and then it keeps coming back and and if you do that for you know you know if you, it's, it requires a little bit of um focus but then you're allowed to drift off you know contemplation is very generous it allows you drift off and then you'll come back when you come back and that's fine it's the perfect time and there are there are techniques as well so there's one i do which is set your set your um, alarm or your phone to buzz you every three hours you know so every three hours it gives you a ding and then you say for those three minutes yeah. um you just pause whatever you're doing and even if you're in the middle of a business meeting <laughs> you don't actually stop but for those three minutes even if you're delivering some important powerpoint you you deliver it with absolute penetrating awareness you know and then you can go back to like forgetting <laughs> but for those three minutes wherever you are in the world whatever you're doing every three yeah. hours um it's a way of kind of creating a rhythm yeah. um it's just one little technique but you don't have to use that it's and you're and you're remembering this higher state or this higher mm -hmm. thing and the more you do that the more it begins to open up in your field in your body because it's reminding you of a high your own higher state um so that's a very joyful way of using yeah. contemplation so if we go back uh richard to the healing the six wounds of humanity and let's say i yeah. want to contemplate <laughs> i want to go back to that if i want to contemplate right on on the wounds i'm not mm -hmm. doing either of those i'm not solving a problem i'm not focusing on something mm -hmm. beautiful right it's something else yeah well if you're contemplating like in jinkies if you're contemplating a shadow or a wound then you're also always contemplating its healing you know? right. and because the nature of suffering is it's a journey and it's it we we suffer you know in any way <laughs> so you're actually going deep into something that is very human mm -hmm. and um you know if you look out in the world today there's always suffering there's suffering all around us mm -hmm. um there are people dying and, and in pain and right now for example in india many many people are, are dying from the the pandemic and and in other countries as well and 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 families are you know in turmoil and and anyway so there's all these things and that you might think oh why would i focus on any of that but if you come from a a, a high view um in gene keys you know so i wouldn't start here if you're new to gene keys but if <laughs> if you're because because you're talking about something that we took six months to go into right you know, so we set it up carefully so that you okay. really understood okay the, the area um but okay. to understand that every you know in, inside every one of those challenges you know individually is a gift mm -hmm. if you have the courage to go into it um and so looking at the whole you know looking at the the way looking at the suffering of humanity can lead to great compassion yes if you have the courage 
to feel it and let it in. Um, and anyone that works with suffering people will tell you that, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it engenders deep compassion mm-hmm. in your spirit, you know, so that's the reason for focusing on something like this. But it is a little bit more of an advanced step. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just one more question because I'm really, in, I'm just really intrigued by um, this chart. So there's the personal wound, the collective racial planetary wound and the healing virtue. How, how does that work? Like, um, for example, my, again, uh, my line four, it's the personal wound is rejection. The collective wound is hatred. The racial wound is colonization, which really resonated because Philippines was, you know, colonized for a long time. And then the planetary wound, poverty, which we, there's a lot of that in the Philippines, you know, how does, how is that progression? And then the healing virtue, like how does gentleness heal poverty? You know, like Mm, it's just, maybe my mind is getting stuck. Well, the gentleness is kind of, first of all, to, you know, it's the, it's the, it is where the individual begins. It's where yeah. the healing begins. So we, yeah. be, we have to heal these wounds. And you can take any one of those six healing modalities. It doesn't matter which one you apply. They all heal, you know, a part yeah. of humanity, a part of our humanity. So we have to begin by being gentle with ourselves. Right. You know, that is a fundamental truth of all healing to learn to be gentle with oneself which is difficult for many people (laughs) hugely i mean as i said it's a part of the contemplative way because you have to be gentle with yourself means you have to give yourself time you know you have to apply you know you have to have the you have to give yourself the opportunity to you know to to feel again Mm -hmm. and that may bring things up contemplation brings things up you know so if you're like repressing something it's it's it, at the beginning it can be a little bit uncomfortable um, because things come up but then it, but then if you if you have that gentleness then it's okay because you're being you're just allowing things to come up in their own way and you allow them to come up through your body and then you have this you envelop them in this gentleness and you may have you many of us didn't receive gentleness when we were young some of us did in different ways but then we met different traumas um, where gentleness was not applied and um, and that's what creates the kind of distrust in our body and our being um, which then starts to cause you know so if you if you take that journey of rejection you know which mm-hmm. is the core wound here you know if a child feels rejection mm-hmm. at some point which is almost inevitable at some point mm-hmm. um, then and if it's a very young child then that is lodged inside them as a tr- as a kind of moment of trauma yeah. and uh, it's cellular you know especially yeah. if, you, if the child's in the first seven years first three years um so just leaving your child you know crying on their own somewhere in the you know um is it can create that and and, and it, there's no blame in it because it's yeah. almost inevitable the wounds yeah. are kind of you know that they, they are they contain gifts later in life right so you you know that's their that's their reason you know so that rejection then creeps into our relationships later in life you know it's an undercurrent there as a fear so um you then um either fear being rejected by another Mm -hmm. 
or you yourself reject them because you're going to you're going to get there first you know because you don't want to have to feel it yourself but of course you do when you reject someone else you're also rejecting a part of yourself um so even when you push someone away even if it's a i mean there's two you know there's a there's a there's a healthy pushing someone away and there's a there's a kind of reactive pain painful one um so you know rejection is usually it's that it's referring to that second one where where it's rooted in fear and that's what creates the boundaries but then when you apply that same individual fear out in a broader context mm. that's where you see the sort of racial wound of colonizing you know the energy to colonize um is it's again about the fear of rejection um because mm humans have always interacted and and whole races then come in and reject and the, they reject the values of the one that's there and then the one that's coming in they reject each other you know so there's a there's there's a line drawn and and you see this more and more wherever there are lines being drawn in the world and that's what actually created borders this wound caught, created borders and passports and mm-hmm. controls because it's all about who's in and who's out and you know even right down to our little tribal groupings and families you know other people coming in the black sheep the kind of travelers the you know that race and that race and the problems that we see in the world today um it's all part of this wound of rejection core wound and you can see it playing out and the history you know so it's just as that same wound of the little baby left on their own for five minutes um, caused a kind of imprint. Then a whole race through its history being colonized mm-hmm. is the same wound pattern, but it's, a, it's at the deeper level, it's at a racial level. So you feel it in your DNA, it's remembered in your DNA because these things are passed on. Um, so that's a deeper wound than, than the individual one because it has to be healed by the whole race yeah. as well. But ultimately it is healed by individuals being gentle on themselves and ultimately being gentle with each other and then being gentle with their neighbors. And, that, and, and again, I should be clear, okay. like gentleness can be incredibly firm. So it's not kind of like, oh yeah, you can come in and have everything. It's like, I'm gentle to myself and part of my being gentle to myself is you cannot treat me like that, yeah. you know? I won't accept it. Exactly. And that's a healthy boundary. You know, that's like, that's not rejecting. That's just boundary, you know? So Honoring a, lot of this, a lot of your pattern with the fourth line is all about boundaries and healthy ones and unhealthy ones. And then it becomes the planetary version is um, poverty because the, all those lines being drawn in all those places at racial levels, at individual levels in families, that's what it creates. Okay. People who are better off over here, people mm-hmm. who are less well off over here. It just creates poverty. Okay. So it creates imbalance. So we see that in the world today and we're all like, ah, oh, it's so unjust. Right. But it's also kind of built into us, our programming. So the core healing thing for it is gentleness, yeah. self-gentleness. But, you know, so yeah, and you can do that with all six of them exactly yeah maybe would be a bit exhausting but i have done that before (laughs) and if you do the programs you you know obviously we go into that time 
So um, I have another question that's a little broader and um, it's, it's about your process in birthing this, I know you don't call it a system, the transmission. Um, I think I read a little bit like you were in a train or something and like, is it, is it one of those, like the mystics who have 21 days and then they have a download and like all the stars and then the whole system <laughs> were you were you fasting for like a month no, and then like you hallucinated no. and downloaded this like I mean, because it's so detailed that's why i'm just wondering like how does that like i get downloads but not like you know millions mm. of pages of it like <laughs> no well i tell you what this morning because i i contemplate each morning and uh, each morning i've been writing these little sutras i call them um four lines and I'm going to read you this morning's. Um, <laughs> it's called A Good Problem to Have. And it's the, um, it, I think it answers your question, perhaps at some level anyway. Okay. He dips his hand into the treasure box of dreams. He draws out jewel upon jewel upon jewel. Once the chest of heart wisdom is open, there is no end to the teachings from within. So it's a good problem to have is um, anyone can access anyone. I really mean it. Anyone can access their core wisdom. And it requires this contemplative approach. And the deeper it moves inside you, the deeper the, the, the well, the bucket goes down the well and the more uh, clear, clean water comes out. So, yeah, there's stories, you know, I tell the stories because stories are good. So I tell the tale of this and that. No, I didn't hallucinate or anything. But yes, I was I, I kind of I embellished them as well. But, you know, because they're better told embellished. You know, I was sitting on a hilltop and, and then the next time I tell it. Next, yeah, the next time it gets better. And, um, but it's true. And uh, it did come mysteriously to me in one blast. But then that most of the actual work was done in an ordinary life. And so even though I had a blast that was spontaneous, um, a couple of them, you know, openings, big openings, um, the real work was done integrating uh, the, the kind of field of light, of, of wisdom, and then integrating it in a, in a, from within an ordinary life. I'm, I'm a really ordinary person, as you know, and but I'm just amazed by the structure and the organization of like, are you more of a, a visual person or you're more of an auditory person or? I'm both of those. I am quite visual. Um, but I, I think it's essentially it's, it's kind of aesthetic. It's deep in, you know, like, like in that little sutra, um, once you kind of have seen through to the core sort of of the hologram of existence it's just the same pattern repeated in endless beautiful iterations you know that the ancients called it indra's net you know the vedas it's just it's the it's the holographic nature of reality and that you know like when you see those fractal images um that are replicating and they're beautiful and endless. And so once you kind of have seen the core pattern and under, and remembered it, it becomes 
self-replicating. It becomes quite easy to just kind of recreate it anywhere. But, but and ultimately you don't, I, you know, you don't do anything. <laughs> That's the thing about contemplation is you don't actually do anything. You just let it happen. And like I, I you know, Gene Keys has created itself. This this thing called Gene Keys has created itself um, through all kinds of amazing people who've come into my life. And you know, it's a whole huge team effort. Um, right, right, right. So, and it's not a single person's, you know, there's not this kind of. But white... it started with you like yeah. sitting in front of a blank page and like writing that sutra, like, oh. Yeah. And then, like <laughs> and then it You've got to have the blank page first. You've got yeah, to, yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, to yeah. sit looking at the blank page for a while. <laughs> what about you? How did you find um, Gene Keys? I'd like, it'd be nice yeah. to yeah. story. So um, somebody was sharing, uh, Ryan Caddy is his name on Facebook. And the language just, I, I love language. Um, and it just intrigued me. And so I looked it up just very, very simply. And I just got sucked into that rabbit hole very quickly. <laughs> Once I, I downloaded my profile, you know, that was it. I... I bought the books first of all and then i started the venus sequence so i haven't done the activation sequence okay. yet i started yeah. with the venus you went right in the deep so end it's amazing and at, at no point did i feel like there was too much mm. at times i felt overwhelmed but i was always like yeah you know but we kind of remind you it's okay if you feel overwhelmed yeah, yeah, yeah. just create exactly. a bit more space <laughs> you know just give it a bit more time so yeah that's that's kind of my story so i think next for me is going to be the activation so i'm doing things Great. a bit like yeah jumping here and there that's yeah. nice that's a nice way that then you get to ground all that knowledge that you mm -hmm. wisdom that you've just kind of discovered and just kind of anchor it into um the body and mm -hmm. into a, a sense of per deep purpose because that's what that teaching is about activation sequence is about yeah. really coming into a core, place of core stability in your body and in your being and in your life and that requires um kind of um embodying your high, your higher purpose in life mm -hmm. embodying it not just sort of knowing it or having it as a word or it's just like embodying it so yes. that it's it's a it's a felt presence mm -hmm. you know which feels really kind of stable in life I, I also want to add that when I read reading the books and going through the retreat is it's like totally different experience. It's so mm. the retreat really brings so much life to the to the transmission. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we it, it's been one of the one of the rare gifts of this time of mm. many people being at home. And and it's why, in a way, it was, it was fortunate that we created this online um, mm program these programs that allow people to go into this wisdom together collectively um in a rhythm mm -hmm. you know and it not overwhelm their life and because that's the, the wonder of about having a, a kind of online retreat is mm -hmm. you actually get to kind of implement it in your everyday life right mm -hmm. away all the time oh <laughs> so, yeah yeah so, so immediate of, yeah <laughs> And so that means it's it comes integrated, yeah, if you know yeah. what I mean. Rather than if you go away in the old way, you go away and do a very powerful retreat, and then you come back mm -hmm. to your ordinary life, yeah. and it's like, oh my god, how do I integrate this? 
Oh, I see what you, you know? mean. It's like an immersion kind of ongoing. <laughs> yeah. It's already integrated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So yeah. it's why we're doing more and more of them. And, and there's one coming up, as you said, the yeah, activation yeah, yeah, sequence yeah. retreats coming up in June. So yeah. um, let people hard. know about that one. And they're wonderful, aren't they? I mean, did you kind of leave a testimonial? I did leave a testimonial. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And how, how was it? What was your testimonial about? Oh, for First of all, from the very beginning, the fact that I, uh, you know, looking at relationships, each relationship, no matter how big or small, challenging or pleasant, as a, a like a mini seminar or a mini opportunity for growth, um, that's already like huge. Mm. You know, that's just that teaching. Mm. You can work on that for six months. Oh, for a lifetime. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's already like yeah. from the beginning. And then um, I felt amazing synchronicity because as I went through the teachings, I was faced with bigger challenges in my relationships. And, mm. and like I always tell my students, it doesn't get e like it doesn't get the obstacles don't get away, get less. They get bigger, but you have more tools to take them mm. on. Right. And so that's mm. how I felt. And I was able to reflect on had I had a similar uh, situation in a, in a relationship with a family member, like six months ago, I would have reacted completely differently. Like, mm. you know, uh, I would have rejected them, you know, as a preemptive mm -hmm. uh, measure. Mm -hmm. And then instead I, I was able to just pause and, and contemplate and, and return non-love with love. And that was, I don't know, it was, for me, it was just like mind blowing and life changing mm. and, yeah, you experienced so my, a, a pivot, a pivot, pivoting, yeah. you know that, yeah, that. And it was so in sync with the teachings. It's like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm learning this. I'm applying it right away. Like I'm learning this. I have this opportunity to apply. It's like universe is like, oh, you learned this here. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I know. It's the great mystery. It's what I was saying about fractals, you know, that everything comes at the exact perfect time and it's mm -hmm. coordinated with these living geometries. So of course, when you do a program about relationships, the universe brings you some extra challenges in your relationships. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So but I agree, I, it's, yeah, it's really nice to hear. There's just one last thing I wanted to ask you, but I wrote a post about, so like suffering is grace. That's something that I had to, it was very difficult for me to contemplate because for mm. a while I was, you know, I was telling myself, I don't need to suffer to grow, you know, like I was, I was going through this. So it confused me so much, like suffering is grace, right? Mm. So can you just say something about that? Maybe? Yeah, that's the deepest teaching of any human teaching, um, those three words. And what I can do, what I, what I, if I, I said, when I did a course a couple of years ago, I went to Russia, I went to St. Petersburg, and we did this course, it was called the seven, Seventh Seal. And it's a, just, a, I have an online program called the Seven Seals and it's all about this. And, um, and it's a very spiritual course actually. Um, and very easy, you just, it's, it's, a, it's a meditations that you do, invocations that you do each day. And, it, and it's about surrender to the higher forces, surrendering your suffering to the higher forces so that they kind of, um, start to help you transform that suffering like in a kind of alchemy anyway so we were in the room we have 150 or so people in a big room and 
we had some nice music on and I just took those three words, suffering is grace. And we try and, and then we just spoke those words, walking around the room, looking in each other's eyes, every single person in their own language, a lot of Russian, you know, so, and you just looked in their eyes and you kept saying it and you kept saying it and you kept saying it and you looked in the other person's eyes and you could see their suffering. I mean, there's just no, that you could see the tears come up in each other's eyes and then you keep moving and you keep looking and the whole room filled with these three words <laughs> vibrating, you know, and mm. people were like, how can suffering be grace? How, you know, and then as almost predetermined moment, people started to pop open all of us with, with tears started to come hearts started to open mm. you know the, the the whole energy in the room shifted as we opened to that kind of incredible almost like angelic field and we we all kind of began we all realized it was way bigger than all of us you know the the collective wounding of humanity and uh, it's you know it's it's there in the greatest teachings you know, it's in the words of Christ, the actions of Christ. It's there in the Buddha's words. It's there in, you know, Zarathustra and Muhammad and all the great teachings and Judaism. They all have this same understanding, but it takes a big leap and a, it takes a big soul to open to that, to go, okay, is that really true? How can that be true? You know, um, the only way is through. The only way to understand those three words is to go through. You can't sit back and go and analyze it. You have to let it in. You have to look. You have to meet the suffering. So if your husband or your child or someone is dying and suffering or whatever it is, you have to kind of go and be with them and meet them fully and accept it and receive it and trust that it's a part of something higher. And then it starts to open in you. And anyone that really lets it in fully has that, that transformational experience, um, particularly around death. You know, that if someone, you know, even it, it can be a great deal of pain, but then there's this moment of transport often if you're around someone who's dying. And if they're able to surrender fully, then there's a shift in the, in the, in the energy and they accept their death. And, and it's such a sweet moment of, for everyone involved, like there's this kind of, oh, you know, and the person who's dying just remembers, I've died before. Oh <laughs> it's safe to die. And because there is something else here going on. So the core of suffering of grace is the, the remembrance that life is divine. Yeah. I mean, so, but it, yeah, so it's a big, it's a big teaching. Wow. <laughs> I think well everyone will be able to maybe contemplate on that <laughs> for a couple years. <laughs> yeah, and you know, one has to be careful of spiritual bypassing, which is the, you know, I want to get I don't want to do I want I want to have the jewels, but I don't want to suffer I don't want the suffering, you know. Um and um yeah. that's not my you know I, my experience is that that's that's a that can be a, a handy escape but it you don't get the treasure you know and and perhaps in our next evolution i mean i've said this in my book in the next phase of our evolution as a species um 
once we're done with suffering, mm -hmm. then yes, we can begin to learn from bliss, which is another whole. Bliss contains as many layers and dimensions as suffering does. And, you know, they're both filled with riches in different ways. So um, that would seem to be the, an, a logical next phase on evolution. But um, we, we got more suffering to kind of deal with first. But we can learn from both of them yeah. now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Both of them. Yeah. They are they're actually two Accessible. sides of the same yeah, coin. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We don't want to be stuck in suffering, contemplating suffering. No, 24/7. no, that's no, why. But it leads to bliss. That's the thing. It's like grace. The grace. You know, grace yeah. is bliss. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, Richard, anyway, thank you so much. To meet you, Wendy. So beautiful. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to contact me through my website, www.sarahwindy.com, for questions or comments or even inquiries about my one-on-one -on -one coaching services and mentorship. I will personally reply to you.